everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It is your host, Katie McCarty, and it is 2022. How are you guys feeling? I'm not going to lie to you. I've had a, I've had an interestingly rough start to 2022. I'll tell you about it a little bit in this podcast episode, but nonetheless, I'm feeling good. I am feeling excited for this year, and I'm feeling ready to just dive in and experience all that it has to offer. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about just that. We're going to we're going to go over some updates and I'm going to tell you all about what is coming in 2022 as well as a little bit of a look back on 2021. So let's go ahead and dive in. When I thought about doing this episode, I thought about looking back at the list that I made on my 25th birthday. So this was at the end of 2019 since my birthday is in December, but it was meant to basically be 25 things that I want to do in the upcoming year. Um Sorry, it would have been 2020, end of 2020 that I made this, that I, things that I wanted to do for the upcoming year of 2021, aka last year. And it's really funny because I just opened up the list and I'm like, I totally did not do a lot of these things. (laughs) So just to give you an insight as to what that looks like, I actually did this. I made this on Instagram Live. I like created this list on Instagram Live. I think it's still saved as an IGTV, but I'll go through some of it now and uh, let you know what I did do and didn't do, and it'll serve as a pretty good recap to 2021. The first thing on here is learn more about myself, astrology, and the Enneagram, and I feel like I did do that. I did do that. I joined a membership group that talks a lot about that. Uh, I did a whole series on the podcast where we talked all about astrology, Enneagram, uh, Myers-Briggs, like all of these different things. And so I feel like I definitely learned more about myself. And I think that I also helped you guys learn more about yourselves too. So that was really fun. Then I had some business goals here, um, like an income goal that I totally did not hit, but I'm very much at peace with. <laughs> and I also wrote that I wanted to grow that out to be team, which I didn't do last year either. We didn't hire anyone new onto the team last year. So neither of those things happened the way I thought they might, but that's okay. Then I wrote, buy a house or an apartment. That did not happen either, though something did happen. I'll tell you about it a little bit at the end. Um, And then I wrote, take a trip to London or Paris. That happened. I spent a month in Paris in September, which was amazing. So I definitely made that happen. That was something that I I felt very clearly that I wanted to do um, at my 25th birthday and uh, just in 2021 in general. And I'm really glad that I made that happen because... That was a life-changing trip for me. Like that kind of, uh, it's, you know what's weird? I feel like September, and coincidentally or not so coincidentally, I am a Virgo rising, but September always seems to be a very pivotal month for me. And uh, looking back at just other things that have happened in September, like obviously it's normally a time where you start school, it's a new beginning, but I feel that that seems to be the case for me just even outside of school. Like, the year I graduated from college, I did my yoga teacher training starting in September, and that ended up basically leading to me starting my business. Now, it wasn't until several years later that I did start my business, but that was one of the initial steps that actually led me down the path that, you know, like knocking over all the dominoes ended up getting me to a place where I wanted to start my business. And then this September, I was in Paris, which was another situation that ended up sort of sparking some ideas that ultimately led to another big life change that's coming up that I'll tell you in a second. 
Um, as far as the rest of this list goes, I mean, there's 25 things. We've only talked about five. So let's see. I've got closet, closet overhaul. Didn't really do that, but I'm making progress, I guess. Making strides with health recovery. Uh, for those of you who've been listening for a while, I suffered from like migraines, allergies, anxiety, uh, for a while. And I have made a lot of strides and I guess I wrote this just to like continue with that. I would say it continued a little bit. I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but it definitely wasn't uh, a year of setbacks or anything like that, which is a win. Then I wrote, get 10K followers on Instagram. Did not do that either. (laughs) I think I have like still under 2,000 followers on Instagram, which is fine, especially because I do feel like I'm ever so slightly moving away from Instagram and really I want to put a focus on TikTok and I have more followers on TikTok than I have on Instagram. Uh, so that is a win. And I definitely started, I'm putting more of a focus on that. So I see that growing pretty quickly. Then I have host an epic live coaching slash wellness event. That did not happen. I will blame that though on 2021 and the fact that we were still in a pandemic because it just wasn't it wasn't the vibe. It wasn't the vibe. It wasn't something that I felt comfortable doing or that I even really thought people would come to just given the circumstances. People might have come, but I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to do something like that, I want to do it right. I want to do it big. I want to make it accessible to people. And I didn't really feel like 2021 had the landscape for that quite yet. Number 10, perform in a musical or my own cabaret show. Also did not happen. Part of this I'm going to blame on 2020 as well because there weren't many musicals. Like, there wasn't much local theater happening around me to join. And as far as the cabaret show goes, it is something that I'm very, very much still planning to do. But it's going to take me a lot of time to make that happen. And of course, the entrepreneur in me is like, I want to turn this into an event. Like, I don't want to just be silently working on a cabaret show behind the scenes and then just pop up one day and be like, okay, guys, buy tickets. I really want to take like several months to like lead up to it as I, you know, basically practice what I preach. Like I teach you guys how to launch things and and that it's a long process and that you're warming up to it. And I want to be able to do the same, but it is challenging to make room for that in the middle of my normal business operings, operings, operatings. (laughs) Okay, whatever, you know what I mean. I'm recording this early in the morning, so I might have a couple brain farts, um, But it's hard to do that in the middle of business operation. There we go. And uh, I'm hoping that it's going to happen at the end of this year or early next year. And I I swear I'm going to make it happen. I want to do it before I'm like 28. Because otherwise the topic of the cabaret show, which I won't tell you much about now, is going to be a little bit like spoiled. So I really want to do it before I'm 28. And... So I want to make it happen in the next couple years for sure. And it's definitely front of mind, but I'm going to build the business up a little bit more and just get that going a little bit more before I like sidestep just a touch to show you guys how I will run, plan and execute a cabaret show. Because again, there's a couple things with that that I really want to do. Like I want to run a Patreon like that goes along with it. I want to have an engaged social media following with it. There's a lot that I want to do around it. So it's going to be an event when it happens. Then I wrote, learn more about politics and get more confident in my opinions. I think I did this. I probably could have put a bigger emphasis on this. Um, but I do feel like I did do this a little bit this year. Um, I also wrote, do something extremely generous once a month. 
also, again, felt like I did this. I didn't really, like, keep track of it, which I probably could have done a better job of uh, to keep it more front of mind. But uh, being generous was, like, a theme that I had for this year. So I would say that I accomplished that. Get into a new daily routine. Kind of failed at that. I ebbed and I flowed. I'm doing better this year. It's another resolution I have for this year. Um, so hopefully I will get back on my shit this year. Expand and strengthen my friendships. You know, this one's really interesting because I actually feel like 2021 ended up being a year that was largely focused on introspection and focusing on myself. And ironically, I feel like I kind of scaled down my friendships. Uh, Like I had a few friends that I was really, really, really close with. And so I guess you could say those were strengthened, but I definitely did not expand my friend group. Um, That is something that again, going into 2022, I do want to do. Um, and I think it will happen. But for 2021, there was a lot internally that I went through that basically just made this like not the priority or made it such that I had to kind of let go of a few friendships, to be completely honest. Um, 15 was road trip. I did not go on a road trip. No, I didn't go on a road trip. I did drive to a couple places, but I did not go on a road trip. Read two books a month. Nope, didn't do that. Absolutely not. I always say I'm going to do that and I never do it. I don't know why I think I'm a reader. I like listening to podcasts better. I do not have the time to read. I really need to reevaluate my expectations there because I did not do that. Get back into yoga and do a handstand. Didn't do that either. I did, like, like I said, have my ebbs and flows where I got back into yoga, but all the freaking studios around me closed and I was having a lot of trouble, honestly, having a lot of trouble staying accountable to myself for online stuff. So again, that's going back on the 2022 list because didn't really do that. Train Ziggy on the buttons. Okay, if you guys have seen like the talking dog, um, like Bunny the dog and there's several other dogs that like use the buttons to talk. Um, <clears throat> I got Ziggy some buttons and I wanted to train him on it and it's... It's been slow going. Trust me, I've tried. Although it's not, I haven't really sat down to like train him daily on it. So I probably should do that. But he uses the buttons like at the, for, as like a last resort. Like if he's trying to communicate and we're just not understanding. Or if he's trying to get something from me while I'm eating. And you know, in order for him not to beg, if I'm eating, I will say to him like, I'm eating. You need to sit and be patient. Like wait, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not getting up to do something for you while I'm eating. You need to wait. Or if the room is like really, really busy and he can't get someone's attention, then he will sometimes use the buttons, but he doesn't know the difference between them. So there's like five buttons on the board and basically the only ones that he will use are walk and hungry and he basically just uses them interchangeably. Like he doesn't know the difference between one or the other and I, I try to press them. Like, I try to model for him, okay, this is this. This is, you know, if we're going to walk, I'll press walk. If, if I'm giving him food, I'll press hungry or I'll press treat. And um, he just doesn't really get it. So I need, like, I wish that there was, like, a consultation. Like, I, I he's working with a trainer right now, but most trainers are not trainers to teach people how to use buttons. And I wish that I could just hire someone to be like, how do I teach him? Because he's not getting that there's actual words coming out of this. He just thinks it's like a thing to press to get something. So TBD on that. Okay. Next thing, number 19 was create out to be merch. I did not do that. Actually, I kind of forgot about that. And then I was reminded of it towards the end of this year. 
So clearly it wasn't that much of a priority for me if I forgot about it, but it is still something that I think would be really, really fun to do. So maybe that'll happen this year um, if I have some downtime. Ultimately, ultimately, I think it's just not like something that is a huge, huge priority. Um, so it would be something that would be more of just like a pet project. Um, and I have a couple other pet projects I'm working on going into the new year. A couple things that are for sure happening in the business uh, that are much more of a priority than merch. And of course, things like the cabaret that that would be my probably first pet project to do after, you know, when I have space to do it. Number 20, work on being present. The challenge of all challenges. Um, yeah, I, this was a, like a lesson for me. This was a huge lesson for me in 2020. And I'm going to circle back to this actually. 21 was make dog friends. And, uh, we didn't really do this. Well, we kind of did this. I think Ziggy has a couple dog friends. He has a couple of them. Not people that he's like having play dates with consistently, but he does have a couple dog friends. 22, I'm laughing because it says go blonder and oh my god. If you guys were with me in uh, August, you know the saga of this because literally all I ever want to do is go blonder. But the hair salon that I go to, they use uh, more natural techniques and they don't, they don't like bleach your hair. They don't even tone your hair. So uh, they they work with your natural colors and so it's hard for them to get you like super super drastically to a different color so I love them though they do such a good job but I always want to go blonder and so before Paris I went to this other salon to try to go blonder and they just completely butchered my hair like just wrecked it it looked I came out of the salon looking like I needed to go for a touch-up and I was like six months behind it was a complete disaster it was disgusting and I had to go get it fixed by my normal salon. It was a whole thing. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture of it with this episode. I'll do like a little recap and I'll post a picture of my hair. You can you can agree how horrible, horrible, horrible it was. So yeah, that sort of happened, but not in a good way. 23, grow the podcast. Um, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, and I definitely don't believe that we made a dramatic growth of the podcast, but we definitely did grow in listeners. And I'll take a second right now to thank all of you for listening and for being here because it means a lot. Um, and feel free to share this with anyone who you think might enjoy it because it's going to be a really good season, 2022 season. I'm super excited for it, and I am excited to grow it again moving into this year. 24, social media clean out and relationship update. Oh, I definitely did this. <clears throat> That's interesting. I didn't even realize that I had written this, but I definitely did this. Back in like March or April, I unfollowed everyone on Instagram. I literally unfollowed everyone, everyone I ever followed. And then I started refollowing people who I truly wanted to follow, um, which has been incredible for my mental health, for my efficiency on the app. Uh, just, it's just for my relationships even, because I feel like, you know, it kind of goes back to like starting your business as a coach the way I was trained a couple years ago, which was like so yucky. And I definitely don't stand by this, but it was a lot of like, you know, seek people out and just follow them and just engage with them. And there's nothing wrong with that in particular, but I think that there is also a line where like sometimes people just don't care and they're never going to actually like they're not engaged with you. You're just engaging with them to try to get their attention and they're not engaged back with you. And 
then like there's there's not actually a relationship there <laughs> so I didn't like that and I wasn't really participating in that but there was definitely a lot of people that I was following who were taking up my feed and I was just like I don't know you I don't have a relationship with you I don't like your content like so many people were would just post not good content to be completely honest and um I was feeling really drained from that so I unfollowed so many people and I then refollowed the people that I wanted to follow and it has been amazing. I also removed a lot of followers and I still will go in and remove followers and that helped my engagement a ton. So yeah, I definitely succeeded on this one. Social media clean out. Highly recommend to anyone who wants to do it. All right. <clears throat> and then the last one I put finished Yes Supply certification, uh, which is a certification I'm working on and I still did not do that. But it did come into my awareness. I It was something that I was like thinking about a lot, but... I am back going back to number one, which is learn more about myself in human design. I am a manifesting generator. And a big part of that is like listening to your gut and going with what your sort of your gut is telling you should do and really like your intuition and not forcing yourself to do things, but like listening to your creative bursts and things like that. And so I've been really trying to do that this year. And uh, the training was something that I kept sort of trying to force myself to do and it didn't feel in alignment. So at the end of the day, I didn't do it because I I do only have a limited amount of time, uh, especially in the last quarter of the year. I've been traveling a lot. It's been really busy and I only have a limited number of time to go to the business and then, yeah, to the business and like running the business day to day and actually coaching. And then like there's two parts of the business. It's like the the outward things or the programs that are currently running. So it's like, dealing with my clients, coaching my clients, getting on calls, you know, running the podcast daily, showing up on social media daily, like that's always happening. And then behind the scenes, which is planning for projects that will come, planning for launches that are coming. And uh, in terms of the planning or the behind the scenes and certification would fall into that of like what I'm spending my time doing behind the scenes, I just did not have enough time for that. And I had other projects that I was much more passionate about that my time and energy went to. So... Yeah, that did not happen. But I'm hoping to still get it done. It is still on my list. I still want to do it. So hopefully soon. All right. So that was a bit of a 2021 recap as told by the list of things I thought I wanted to do in 2021 and what actually happened. And now I want to talk a little bit about uh, some a big announcement. I think it's a big announcement that's coming. As I talk about moving into 2022, I, I want to actually rewind back to September. So September was the month uh, that I traveled to Paris and I spent the month in Paris and it was a completely transformational time as I talked about a little bit earlier that ultimately led me to a very exciting thing that is coming up in my life in a month or so. So back in Paris I was really feeling like I needed some alone time like I needed a break like I needed space (laughs) and I kind of got it but it didn't really happen until the end. I did tell this story a little bit more in depth, I think, on the the Paris, like, recap episode, but it was a little bit hectic my first two weeks there, and then I went to the south of France, and I finally, like, took a deep breath, and then the rest of the time was just, like, so joyful, and, like, I was in bliss, I was able to relax, I was able to create space, it was me time, I was alone, and it was just amazing, and I came back from that trip knowing in my gut that like something had to change and that I did not want to live where I lived anymore. 
Now, again, circling back to one of the things I said I was going to circle back to, which was that I had written, like, buy an apartment or a house on my list. And this was a goal that I had had for a while, like 2020. Like, I had been thinking about this. And I thought that I wanted to maybe buy a house or, more realistically, buy, like, a condo around where I live right now in Westchester, which is, like, the suburbs of New York City. And um, it's where my whole family is. It's where I currently live. It's where I thought I would stay because why would I move? I don't have any reason to. I work remote. My whole family's here. It's New York. Like, why would you leave New York? So I just sort of thought, okay, I'm going to do this. But it was also something that brought a ton of stress. Uh, Like back in February of this year, I was doing a little bit of research. I was actually looking at apartments to rent in Westchester just to see like what the market was. I was also looking at preparing to buy and like what I would need to do to prepare. And for anyone who's fully self-employed, you might know that it is it's a lot more difficult than if you have regular employment because you have to jump through a lot more hoops. So I was just getting the information on that and, you know, making sure that I had my goals straight. I knew what I had to do to sort of safe up and have um, everything I needed to show them from taxes to bank account statements and things like that, basically to be able to have a shot (laughs) at actually buying something. And it was something that, like I said, I, at the very beginning of the year was already front of mind working towards, but then kind of like fell out of my intentions. And it, The reason for that was because I started to just get confused, like somewhere in between February and or like March and August, I started really doubting where I wanted to be and really doubting. Yeah, doubting everything. Like I had this really, really clear intention. Okay, I'm going to buy a a place and it's going to be here and this is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden I started feeling like I don't feel like this is right anymore, but I don't really know why. Um... And so I was just sort of sitting with that. And then when I was planning to go to Paris, there was sort of this like secret sub intention of, you know, I'm really feeling a call to move somewhere else. Actually, I remember telling Brie Noble. So like Brie and I started working together around April or late April, early May, I guess it was. Or maybe it was early April. I don't remember. But um, month of April, we started talking about doing our out to launch collaboration which is the program that we run together for coaches and teachers launching their coaching programs and um I remember getting on a call with her and just being like I think I'm gonna move to London or Paris like I just don't want to be here anymore and she was like okay sure sure you are (laughs) and um so when I planned my trip to Paris there was definitely this uh this element of like you know experimenting I had lived in Paris for four months before when I traveled abroad in college but you know, it's a little different. You're studying abroad. You're not really alone. You're like in a dorm. It was a little different of an experience. And so this was definitely like a testing of what is it like to be in a different place? What is it like to like live in Paris? And, you know, is that something that I want? I didn't go to London, but I definitely did feel like going to Paris would be testing the whole like being overseas thing. So I did that. And I went and it was amazing and it was hard and it was awesome and it sucked at times and it was brought a lot of anxiety up and it was also like the best time of my life. And I got back from that trip and I was like, okay, I know for sure that I need to move and now I have clarity that I need to leave New York. 
And that was kind of a very scary decision for me to come to, but it also felt, uh, it felt right. And it's funny because I always say that, well, not always, actually, it's been recently that I sort of realized that I am cool with change, but only if I'm the one to initiate it. And a while back, I remember my mom and even my brother being like, why don't you move to Nashville? Like, you could probably buy something in Nashville if you wanted to. It would be much easier. You know, there's a lot of music down there. And I was like, Ugh, no, leave me alone. Stop stop saying these things to me. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, stop trying to get me to move away. And um, I didn't, like, I wasn't receptive to it. it. It didn't feel right at the time. But when it's my idea, it feels right to make a move, right? So I got back from Paris and I was like, okay, should I move to Paris? And for about two weeks, I like genuinely looked into the process of that and what it would be like. But I quickly realized that it would just be a huge undertaking. I mean, not only to actually get a visa, but then to also make sure that I'm like moving the business because I would be making my income in France technically if I did that. Then there's adding Ziggy and the fact that I don't technically speak French fluently. So while it would, I could get by and I did get by well enough while I was there for a month, uh, but I was staying in a hotel. So I wasn't having to deal with immigration or hunting for an apartment or anything like that. And I think that adding that into the equation would make it a lot less fairy tale. This is my joy and it would make it a lot more stressful and quite frankly lonely like I just sort of sat in the reality that if I did move there right now I think I would end up feeling very alone once I actually got there and not like this like happy yay spend a month connect with myself feeling like it would just end up being loneliness as I say this now I still like there is still something in my gut that is telling me that I will move to Paris at some point. Like, I just feel so connected to that place. I love it there. I definitely know that I'm going to be traveling there much more frequently. I mean, after this trip, that just made that much more apparent to me. And if I'm talking, like, big game plans, I would love to buy an apartment there and, like, be able to maybe live there whenever I feel like it. Or, like, half the year or just, like, kind of go back and forth and... um have that be a home base for Europe and just be able to like casually live there uh, because I I love it I love it I love it I love it so much but for right now it just didn't seem like a realistic undertaking that I was willing to do obviously anything is realistic if you're willing to do it I just wasn't willing to do it and I thought uh, I, I just kind of had it in my gut that it would end up being a much more stressful experience than I really want <laughs> and it wouldn't end up giving me the the feelings or the result uh, that I'm desiring at the end of the day. So that kind of was like, okay, I don't really know where else I would go though, because I'm very attached to New York. I don't particularly like LA, no offense to my Californians. Um, and you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. If you, if you're a New Yorker, can you let me know if you feel the same way? But I definitely feel like as a New Yorker, there's a little bit of ego that I have where I'm just like, Okay, but it's New York. Like if I'm going to if I'm going to move away from New York, I'm not going to go to like freaking bumblefuck USA. Like I'm going to go to somewhere else. Now, this is also coming from me. I like cities. I don't really I, you know, I, I, I'm fine to take a vacation in the middle of nowhere, but I'm not trying to live my whole life in the middle of nowhere or in a, in a small town or in a quiet town. Like I, I do like cities. I 
like to be around that energy. I definitely gravitate toward more towards those places. So I was trying to figure out like where to go. And I thought, you know, maybe Boston because they have some cool architecture that was kind of calling to me. But there's nothing. I don't know anybody there. There's nothing really there for me. Like I just wasn't really sure. I, I didn't I didn't have any other leads. I didn't have any other gut instincts. And then when I was in Wisconsin in October for a client of mine's wedding, um, I brought a friend and former client of mine actually and uh, with me because she knows her as well. And she lives in Nashville right now. And we were just talking, shooting the shit one day at, um, at lunch. And we were talking about like apartments that her friends had and her friends had bought. And we just kind of ended up on Zillow just like for fun, looking at what was available in Nashville. And it really got my wheels turning. And within a matter of days on this trip in Wisconsin, talking with my friend Joanne, I pretty much came to the conclusion that I wanted to move to Nashville. And I came home and I remember telling my mom, I think I'm moving to Nashville. And I started looking at apartments and just seeing, you know, what was out there. Pretty quickly, I also decided that even though um, my goal was to buy and like own a piece of property. I didn't actually want to do that if I was moving to a new city. Like I didn't want to invest in a, in a house or even a condo in Nashville without knowing what it's like to live there first. Um, and what was also really appealing is that they had a really, a lot of nice apartments there, um, for a decent price. At least coming from New York, because I know that some of you have strong opinions about it not being well-priced and, it getting more expensive. And I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Uh, but coming from New York, you have to understand that uh, coming from New York, I'm not even exaggerating when I say that I was looking at studio apartments in the suburbs of New York, like in Westchester County. And the studios were on average like up to $1,000 more, I would say $700 to $1,000 more than a one-bedroom is in Nashville. And, like, assuming both of them are luxury apartments, like, let's just say we're looking just at the luxury apartment game, it was about $1,000 more. But honestly, I would say it's still comparable, like, if you compare luxury to luxury, and then if you compare, like, not luxury older building to the same thing, it's probably the same difference. Like definitely at least $500 more here, but it could honestly be up to $1,000 more. So while I understand that from some parts of the country, uh, you know, it might seem like a big jump or even from Nashville, it feels like it's growing. I totally, totally understand that. But from my perspective, I was looking at this as like a huge win of uh, it actually being affordable for me to get a really nice apartment. Um, at a price that I felt willing and comfortable to pay, you know, compared to what I'm used to. So of course that was appealing to me. And the reason I bring up that too is because I remember I had posted in a couple Facebook groups uh, when I was thinking about moving, being like, hey, I know it was like a musician group. I know a lot of people live in Nashville. What are your thoughts about it? And so many people ended up being like, it's so expensive. Don't move here. It's so expensive. And I had to be like, okay, I, I completely understand your perspective. I respect your perspective. Like, I'm not concerned about the price. Like, this is not why I'm asking. So I know a lot of people feel that way. I'm not saying this to to suggest, you know, that you shouldn't feel that way or that it's not expensive. I completely respect your opinion. But when you're coming from a place like New York or LA, 
it's just such a fucking different ball game. Like it's so expensive here, but that's also our norm, particularly when you grow up here. You know, like I didn't move from somewhere else to here and then be like, it's so expensive. And then and then I'm going to Nashville. Like I've always been here. I've always just accepted the prices here because it is what it is. And uh, now it's not. It is cheaper to go to Nashville, even though it might still be expensive compared to other places in the U.S. So anyway, that tangent aside, I got really excited with the prospects there and I started making some plans. So that was in October. And then I really couldn't get to Nashville until early December, which kind of worked out anyway, because if I was thinking if I'm going to move, it's not going to be until the new year. Like I'm traveling all the rest of the year and then it's the holidays. Like I'm not going to move until the new year anyway. So I went on my retreat, my business retreat that happened with the mastermind I'm in with a bunch of other music industry coaches um, in uh, in November. Then it was Thanksgiving and then I hopped on a plane and I went to Nashville and I spent like four days viewing a ton of apartments. And if you guys remember on Instagram, I was talking about how it was like quite stressful <laughs> and, and I wasn't on Instagram too much because I was quite a busy bee. Well, it's because I was looking at apartments for all of those days and I got home and made my decision, picked an apartment and I am moving to Nashville on February 1st. So I am very excited about it. It's, you know, it's a little interesting for me because even during this process, I was having doubts in the sense that I was like, I, I'm doubting that I should be thinking about this more. Like something about this decision just felt so right and like so much what I needed to do that I didn't really have much, I didn't really put much thought into it. But it, and so there were a couple times where I was like, should I be like thinking about this more? Like, do I need to make like a pros and cons list? But I didn't and I didn't need to because I just knew that this was the right decision to make. And I'm excited about it. I definitely feel like it's going to be really good to just shake up the energy, which is how I feel right now. I love New York. I love it to death. And I know I'm going to come back here. But for now, I just needed a little bit of a change of pace. I needed a new environment just to kind of like get, you know, get that creativity going and be able to kind of step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And so I'm really, really excited for that. So during the month of January, I'm just definitely going to be prepping to move and I'm going to be moving at the beginning of February. And then you will see me figuring out <laughs> Nashville and moving and decorating my apartment and all of that fun stuff. So that is the first very big announcement that is happening in my life in the new year, in 2022. Alongside that, I've been working on a couple really exciting projects behind the scenes that I am super pumped for. The first is, well, actually, I'll say this. The first is TikTok. And if you don't follow me on TikTok already, go do that. Katie.Zaccardi. I couldn't get Katie Zaccardi without the dot. I'm really annoyed. But Katie, period, Zaccardi is on TikTok and I'm posting there multiple times a day, at least once a day. And it's been really, really fun and exciting. And for me, uh, I, I've talked, I think I've talked about this before. I'm a Gemini moon. You know, you, as you guys know, if you're here, I'm always going to be pulling in these modalities of understanding yourself because I think it is such a good way to better understand yourself. And I like to talk about it. <laughs> I love to talk about it. So I'm a Gemini moon and in the process of learning more about myself, in these days, uh, or in this past year, I have learned that um, I I love to have feedback 
from people. And I really thrive when my audience is actually communicating with me and responding and commenting back. And I can feel like there's actual growth and I can feel like, you know, there is a response or if there's a lack of response, I can kind of figure out why because I normally get a response. And I felt like on Instagram, uh, it was just fucking dead. I don't know how else to put it. Like, no offense to my Instagram audience, like, please engage with me or, or just go away. (laughs) Because it was so dead that I have my, like, OGs, I have my people who engage with me on Instagram, and I love them, and I love you all if that's you. But there's so many people who follow me who just don't, they don't even watch my stuff, they don't engage at all, and because of that, it, and because of the fact that, let me specify that, because of the fact that growth on Instagram is, not really an easy thing anymore in my opinion. Some people can grow on Instagram but in my specific niche and the target audience that I'm able to that I'm wanting to reach Instagram puts a heavy focus on reels for growth now. I don't feel like they have the algorithm to get my reels to the right audience and to the right people. I have never seen that happen. I never get to the right people. I've never I get a lot of views but I never get followers from them. So I don't really have a lot of faith in Instagram at this point to like help me grow, to be completely honest with you. So I'm just really speaking to my current audience. Some of them are just like not even paying attention. And even if people are paying attention, they're not really engaging with me there. No matter how hard I try and I ask, you know, it's there's, which is fine. There's, there's always going to be some people who like don't engage with you. But when you're not growing and you're just talking to the same group of people, it gets tiring after a while. I'm just going to be honest. It gets tiring. And I have always loved TikTok. I've tried, I've posted on TikTok a few times and kind of like tried to get it going a few times, but then shit would happen. I would just kind of peter out. Um, you know, I've got a pretty type A brain to some extent. So I always like to plan and like know what I'm doing and not just like throw spaghetti at a wall. And so that's hard with TikTok because to keep it consistent, you do have to just keep posting. And if you're If you've got a lot of other stuff on the brain or going on, it's hard to create a lot of content. Long story short, I started back on TikTok and it feels so good. And I, you know, I have not gone viral at all. I've had a couple videos pick, you know, that have had like five to 10K views, but it always gets to the right person. And so even though I'm not like viral, viral, what I love there is that it's getting the right person. I'm steadily able to grow and I'm able to communicate with people and people always comment and share their thoughts and, you know, give their opinions. And I just love that. Like I thrive off of that. That is the community that I want to create is having actual conversations. And so I love it there. I'm definitely going to be focusing a lot of my time and attention there. So if you're not already on TikTok, join me over there. Definitely follow me there. And I will still be on Instagram. I'm definitely going to use Instagram, especially for more of the lifestyle things and showing you guys how I'm creating my um, apartment and, and doing polls and stuff like that. That is just like more fun content. And I'll definitely put more teach. I'll put teaching content on there as well. But for like daily and consistent stuff, I'm definitely doing that more on TikTok. So follow me on TikTok for that. And of course, if you're on my email list, you're getting the juicy stuff as well on my email list. So that's the general update as to like where I'm hanging out. And of course, I'm on the podcast. Podcast is still going to continue. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you see all of the new episodes. And that's the social media recap, if you will, for what to expect in 2022. Oh my gosh, I almost seriously said 2020 and just left it there. 2022. 
All right, so next, let's talk a little bit about what else is coming in the business. So back in November when I was at the Mastermind Retreat, I was really thinking about the exact direction that I wanted this business to go and who exactly I wanted to serve and how exactly I wanted to serve them. And that retreat gave me so much clarity, excitement, and a couple really, really, really fun new ideas that I'm going to be implementing in 2022. So most of you guys know this. I've, I've talked about this and, you know, the podcast direction has been pretty clear, but I'll just take a second to kind of like give you an overview of what's coming and how I fit in as your coach, your mentor, your person you follow on social media for fun times and good advice and what my, uh, you know what, I'll just say what my brand pillars are because that kind of falls into part of what's coming too. I'm going to be talking a lot about branding (laughs) coming up. So I'll frame it in terms of what my brand pillars are, aka what you can expect from me, what I am here to talk about and how I can help you. So the first thing I'll actually say is kind of that ideal client, like who who should be here? I'm using words that uh, are very transparent. Like normally people don't say like, my ideal client is this. So if you're listening to this podcast, you are my ideal client. But I'm just going to use these transparent words because it actually goes very much along with like what I teach and what I help you do. So I'm going to use this to demonstrate it from my perspective. So my ideal client is musicians. Singer, songwriter, musicians, people who are writing their own original music and trying to make a career out of it. And also music, online music teachers and coaches. And I've said this for a while. I've used the phrase multifaceted musicians. I think there's probably a better phrase I can use, but the reality is a lot of my clients do both. A lot of my clients are musicians and they're coaches or teachers, and they have multiple streams of income doing both of those things, and they're trying to grow their business that way. But you might not be there yet. You might be a musician who's just starting out and who wants to grow a fan base and eventually monetize, and that's awesome. You might be a musician who's focusing on Patreon, and that's awesome. You might be a musician who is having a side hustle of being a coach, and that's awesome. And you also might be someone who maybe was a musician but isn't really doing it anymore and wants to focus fully on coaching or teaching right now, and that is awesome. Whether you are one or multiple of those things, this is for you. So those kind of four paths are all fit for people who are meant to be at this here, who are meant to be here right now and who are meant to listen to this podcast. Because the main things that I am here to talk about and help you with as we move into 2022 and where I feel aligned to coach and teach you right now have to do with, number one, growing your brand and your audience. So figuring out whether it's as a as an artist, as a coach, or as both, as an artist and coach together, uh, helping you figure out what your brand is, what your brand pillars are, like I was just talking about, and this is fine, who you serve, and how you show up on social media to attract in your ideal client base. For those of you who have worked with me, you know that I work in a very grassroots way. I personally don't use ads at this time for myself. Uh, maybe I will in the future. I'm not going to swear it off, but I like to do things very grassroots, and I've been able to build a successful business doing it that way, and I've been able to help my clients build successful businesses taking a grassroots approach. So that's something I'm really passionate about. And when it comes to branding and social media, I think there's a lot of people out there who are talking about it. And it's something I've been studying and learning about for a really, really long time. Before I even started coaching, I worked in this side of the industry. But it's up until, it's only until recently that I really got super clear on how I can teach this in a way that is really, really effective and easy for you guys to learn 
to implement and to actually get results because the branding game is changing. Like branding and social media is not the same as it was even when I started coaching two years ago. It's actually much, much different. And so I feel really passionate about and excited about what's coming on that front. I don't feel like a lot of people are talking about it in a way that's actually effective for true growth as a musician or as a music industry coach. And so I'm really excited to bring that to the forefront. And with that being said, I'm working on a a new system. So I have a course already that's called the Audience Builder Bundle, but I've been taking time over the last several months to revamp that course and to put a stronger emphasis on branding in the course and to update the social media section as well. So that is, it is the like one-stop shop that you need to learn everything you need to know about your brand and your social media strategy and then to be able to implement and execute on it so that you can grow a fan base or a community, an audience of engaged fans who will buy from you. So with that being said, Coming up in January and February, I'm going to be talking a lot about branding and social media. I'm going to be launching a quiz that's going to help you clarify your brand as an artist. Coaches, this one isn't too much for you. Um, This is really more so for the artist, but it's going to be so, so fun. And then I'm going to be relaunching the Audience Builder Bundle in February. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, I seriously can't wait. And I've been testing some of the strategies out and the ways I'm teaching it and things like that with uh, the Audience Builder Bundle intensive students. As you guys know, I a couple weeks ago, I opened up a few spots for that. But I've also been testing it with my Out to Launch Patreon group. So through since September, they've been, figure, they've been going through the process of launching their Patreons, but we started with... Uh, branding and social media. So they really, really uh, allowed me to like chest out some new teaching ways to some new strategies, some new um, ways of laying things out to create this new system basically that I'm going to teach you inside of Audience Builder Bundle that allows you to create content in a way that you know, makes sense and isn't so overwhelming because I know there's a lot of gurus out there that are telling you, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, So that kind of hones it down into clear strategies, but also allows you to approach social media in a way that feels completely in alignment with you. So again, I've said it probably 50 times, but I am so excited for this. It is going to be so good. I can't wait for the quiz. I'm going to have more info on that coming soon because it's just not ready to be put out into the world just yet. So you have to wait a couple weeks for that. But stay tuned because we're going to be talking about all of these things in the next few months and we're going to have some very exciting and engaging things you can participate in um, free and paid. So whether you join the course or you just take the free quiz and you learn a lot, there's going to be a lot coming for you that I know is going to benefit your business. So again, to reiterate, growing a personal brand and growing an engaged following on social media through grassroots methods is what? I'm going to be teaching in the beginning of the year. I would say those are two of my big brand pillars that you can definitely look to me for. And of course, I'll be teaching it beyond the beginning of the year, but it's going to be heavily focused on that given that we're going to have the Audience Builder Bundle launch at the beginning of the year. Now, another thing that I kind of mentioned already is around launching. So launching is a huge thing that I have helped my clients with for over, you know, for many years now, basically over a year, I launched, um, or a year ago, I launched the first version of Out to Launch, and that came from helping clients of mine launch things (laughs) before I launched that program. 
And it has evolved now to be two different courses. So I have Out to Launch with Brie Noble. That's a course that I run with Brie Noble where we help coaches and teachers launch their online programs. And I have Out to Launch Patreon edition, which I run by myself. And that is for artists who are looking to launch a Patreon. Both of these courses will be making a return in 2022. These are group programs, actually, not courses. Um, so these group programs will be making a return in 2022, and I'm really excited about it. It's funny because Out to Launch Patreon Edition was something that I didn't actually plan on running um, because over the summer, I was thinking I was going to focus solely slash more on coaches and teachers. And Out to Launch Patreon was just something that a lot of my audience wanted. Uh, I had just done our Out to Launch launch with Brie and Brie's audience seemed to want a Patreon version as well or there were a lot of people who thought it might be for them but they actually wanted to launch a Patreon and they ended up joining uh, Out to Launch Patreon edition and let me tell you, that group has been one of the best groups I've ever worked with. They're just such a joy to work with. They're amazing people. As I've said, they've been so receptive to a lot of new ideas and new teachings and trying things out and, you know, really just like experimenting in their own businesses. And it's been amazing to watch them. They're going to be launching all of their Patreons towards the end of this month and early February. So I'll definitely be shouting them out as they do. But, um, after running that, it really helped me kind of reset what I want to do and who I really want to work with. And so I'm so thankful for them. And I'm really excited to bring back another round of Out to Launch Patreon. So that's going to happen later in the year. After we launch the Audience Builder Bundle in February, there'll be a little bit of a break. You know, I'm not going to be launching all the time. One of my resolutions for 2022 is to actually launch less. <laughs> so uh, there'll be a little bit of a break. And then for my coaches and teachers... We are going to be doing a summit. Brie Noble and I are going to be doing a summit in May, and that will lead into our Out to Launch launch. So I'm really excited about that. And then soon after that, I'll relaunch uh, Out to Launch Patreon edition as well. And I don't have the rest of the year planned out. Uh, another thing that I'm going to do is actually go with the flow a little bit more, which is not in my nature. I like to plan a lot. But last year, I think I overplanned, and it ended up, it ended up biting me in the butt a little bit because... Number one, I was a little too burnt out to do some of the things that I planned to do. And so I either canceled them or just didn't go the way I wanted to because I wasn't able to put in the the true amount of time and energy that I wanted to put into them. So it, it just didn't, you know, get, yield the results that I wanted. But also, I think when you over plan, you don't leave room for magic to happen and ideas to come through and new things to happen. You know, if I had overplanned in the summer, I wouldn't have launched out to launch Patreon and I wouldn't have gotten to the, you know, the idea, the clarity of where I am at today and I wouldn't be relaunching that program and I wouldn't have clients who have made such strides in their careers and I wouldn't have clients who have launched their Patreon successfully. And so, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think that uh, space is basically the big word for me in 2022 and it's I'm all about creating space and part of that is by not overdoing the planning <laughs> and what I'm launching. So I do hope to bring the Out to Be Mastermind back as well. That will probably be in the second half of the year. Um, but my goal is really to get you guys in a good position to do what you want to do. And part of that is also coming from separating audience builder bundle from the other courses because even with this round of out to launch patreon we actually went through some of audience builder bundle right before the course but 
this stuff takes time. Like if you have not gotten clarity on your brand or your social media, it takes time to flesh it out and to actually implement it before you might be ready to uh, launch an actual offer. So with that being said, instead of you know, making each program really, really, really long and covering it all in one program, we've separated it out a bit. And Audience Builder Bundle is essentially going to be a prerequisite to joining Out to Launch or Out to Launch Patreon. It's not required, but if you want to join one of those programs, I'll either need to see that you went through that program or that you have done your own work on your own and have built out, build up a foundation by doing other courses or whatever self-knowledge you have to create a really clear brand and an engaged fan base because that just makes your success in Out to Launch and Out to Launch Patreon much easier. This is particularly for Out to Launch Patreon. With Out to Launch itself, um, if you're starting a new business and so you haven't gotten clear on that as much yet, it's okay because we do do some of that work inside of the program. So this is not meant to discourage you from like reaching out, getting more information, applying if you're interested when we do launch those programs. Uh, and with our summit before out to launch, you're going to learn a ton too. So you're going to get clarity on that. If you're thinking about starting to coach or teach, definitely sign up for that free summit because you're going to get a ton of clarity there. But if you are someone who is thinking about growing an audience, whether as a coach or a teacher, and you know you want to monetize that audience, I highly recommend you join Audience Builder Bundle so that you are set up for success um, later on in the year and really just like a couple of months down the line when you want to start to monetize that audience and you want to introduce any stream of income, but particularly as it applies to what I teach, if you want to launch a Patreon or a coaching program or a course or anything like that. So that's really the core of my business uh, in terms of the programs that I'm going to be launching towards the beginning of the year and the things that I'm going to be focusing on. Of course, as we move into the summer and I launch Out to Launch and Out to Launch Patreon Edition, I'm going to be talking a lot about launching, launching to a small audience in particular and being able to monetize that audience. And if you're listening and you're like, well, she's talking to coaches and she's talking to musicians, how is it going to relate to me? If you, even if we're, like, even when Brie and I are launching out to launch, <laughs> all of the launching things we're going to be talking about are going to apply to you as a musician if you plan on launching anything else in the future, from a release to a Patreon to any other project that you might think of. Um, and of course, as I said, I know a lot of the people listening here do multiple things and do both, and they they coach and teach and they're artists. And so I really believe that the good majority of people here are going to be able to be served by all of the content. Even if you're not focusing on launching one thing at the time I'm talking about it here on this podcast, it'll still serve you for future reference and it'll still be helpful for you wherever you're at in your journey. So I'm really excited for what's to come and that's a little bit of a sneak peek into it. A few other things that I'll, of course, continue to talk about on socials and within my programs is mindset and, you know, changing our mindset and having a positive forward thinking mindset, overcoming limiting beliefs so that you can really thrive in whatever you're doing and the future of the music industry. And this is something new that I'm tapping into a little bit more, but I really want to stay on the pulse with some of the changes that are coming and um, talk about them a little bit more, talk about other streams of income you guys might consider, you know, stay, how you can stay ahead of the game. And a lot of this applies to the personal brand, to the how to launch, you know, I'm not an expert in NFTs, but I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on that and bringing information to you guys as it, I feel it's relevant. Um, and as we need to look at it, just to make sure that 
you are keeping on the pulse of the new music industry, the future of the music industry. And if you haven't already, definitely check out my predictions TikTok that I made. It's pinned to the top of my TikTok because I talked there about my main predictions for the music industry. And also, I talked about it on the last five episodes of the podcast. I forgot about that for a second. <laughs> so if you listen to that, you, you got a pretty good... Uh, foundation for what I believe the future of the music industry is and I'm going to be talking a bunch about that coming up. So that's a bit about what you can expect from me, the offers I have coming up and the timeline for that. The only thing I didn't mention is private coaching and I do have the opportunity to take on a couple new clients for the month of January for private coaching. So if you're interested now or if you find this later and you're super interested, you can always reach out at that point. I don't always have spots open, so I'll do my best to accommodate if I'm able and if I do have a spot open. But regardless, we can always have a conversation to see if my six-month private coaching program is a good fit for you or an intensive session is a good fit for you, which is a one-off call that I offer. And what's great about those is that we can really focus on whatever you want to focus on. In my private coaching, I go a lot deeper and I focus on more things than I do in my courses as well. So if I'm working with someone privately, we might do a release plan. Now, I don't have a course on releases, uh, but if we're working privately, we can do that. (laughs) Or we might do a crowdfunding campaign plan. Again, I don't have a course specifically on crowdfunding. I have Patreon, but it's a little different than doing like a Kickstarter. But I've worked on several, worked with several clients on all of these things. So if you're looking for more tailored, more personalized support, and you want to also be able to go deeper into doing some other projects that I don't have group programs or courses on, um, or you're at the stage where you're scaling your business and you've already figured out your brand and you've already launched before, but you really want to take it to the next level and introduce new offers and fine tune and put systems into place, then private coaching would be a good fit for you. The good thing with private coaching is it really meets you where you're at. So if you are ready to make the investment of time and energy and yes, money into yourself and you want to go all in and you want to have hands-on support, then this would be a good fit for you. And even if you're towards the beginning of your career or you're a little bit more in the growth stage, it's still a good fit for you because I meet you exactly where you're at. So I have a couple spots open for that. Uh, I won't for much longer. (laughs) So if you are interested, definitely reach out and we can talk details. But otherwise, that is the 2021 recap and the 2022 what to expect from me as we head into the new year. I'm super excited about it. Go ahead and screenshot this episode or shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you are most excited for in the new year and what you're excited to see from me and from out to be as we enter 2022. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out to Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.